This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. You're listening to Be Kind Rewind with Tim Nidell, taking you back to when movies were actually good. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? When music wasn't auto-tuned. When TV only had a few channels. And now, here's your host, Tim Nidell. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Beacon Rewind with Tim Nidell. That's me, of course. You can find me online. It's timnidell.com. Follow me on social media at Tim underscore Nidell. And of course, follow me on YouTube. I do have a personal YouTube channel. I got vlogs, celebrity interviews, travel videos, Disneyland park videos, all sorts of good stuff on there. Of course, you'll find me just typing in my name, Tim Nidell. And of course, if, you just, if you're lazy and don't want to type, just go to my website and I've got all the links right there for you. So appreciate all the follows. And if you are an 80s kid like me and love everything that has to do with the 80s, you're going to adore this episode because I have the amazingly wonderful Mark Torgel on the podcast today, who of course played Melvin the Mop Boy in the original Toxic Avenger from 1984. Oh, Julie, Julie, oh, oh Julie, I'm okay, here. Okay, turn on the lights. And of course, if you know the movie, you know that scene that I just played where he is uh, tricked into kissing and getting really close with a sheep. And we talk all about that scene because that sheep was actually filled with lice and a lot of other bugs that he didn't know about until after filming. So it's, it's a great interview, especially if you love Toxic Avenger like I do. A movie that I honestly think that my first interaction with the movie would have been the uh, cartoon series from 1991. I don't think I knew it was a movie before that. I don't quite remember, honestly, but I do remember loving the cartoon and uh, loving the toys that came along with the cartoon and then finding out that it's based on a pretty hard R movie that uh, is definitely not 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 whatsoever made for kids. So it's quite interesting that uh, it turned out to be a uh, animated series. Of course, it didn't last very long. I think it only lasted a handful of episodes, honestly, maybe like 10 episodes. So it didn't last very long, but it was a cartoon series, and it's a great cult classic film from 84 and Melvin I tell him during my interview I I tell Mark that uh, Melvin is easily one of my favorite nerds from the 80s and he really is I mean you had Revenge of the Nerds you had Anthony Michael Hall in 16 Candles and then of course him again in Weird Science and then I guess as I'm thinking about it right now I guess you had him again in The Breakfast Club but I honestly think that Melvin may actually be my favorite nerd from the 80s 
I don't know. He's kind of relatable to me. You know, I, I was a nerdy kid growing up. I can kind of relate to Melvin, kind of feel bad for him when he's always getting picked on. I was picked on as a kid. Never turned into Toxic Avenger, though. That sucks. But Melvin was definitely an amazing nerd and uh, had a great time chatting with him all about the filming of Toxic Avenger, working with Lloyd Kaufman, who I actually met. And uh, if you remember, if you, if you watch my YouTube videos, I actually donned the official Toxic Avenger costume at the uh, LA Comic Con a few years ago. Go watch that video. It's an amazing time. I can't believe that I actually was able to wear the costume and uh, meet Lloyd, interview Lloyd. Definitely check that out. It's one of my recent videos. I think it came out just a few weeks ago. So just find me on YouTube, Tim Nidell. It's one of the last videos I released. Highly recommend watching that. And I also highly recommend sticking around after these commercial breaks for my interview with Mark Torgel himself, also known as Melvin the Mop Boy. Mark, how are you, buddy? I love hey. the I love the the little quarantine beard you got going on there. Yeah, it's been uh, I've been growing it for a year since the whole uh, COVID uh, started. Have you shaved it uh, at all? Have you trimmed anything at all? I've trimmed it a couple times, but I'm I've actually um, gotten some movie roles because of because it. Because of it, wow! So I'm letting it go <laughs> because of that. It's like my magical beard. And oh, suddenly, man. Uh, everyone wants me to be in their B movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe the quarantine was a good thing for you, at least. Yeah, I think so. I think it it, it turned me into a different person. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't recognize you because I've seen videos of you without the beard, and I can I can recognize you, but I wouldn't recognize you on the street. I have uh, never had a beard until you know I started this one. I didn't even know I could if I could grow one, and uh, it actually uh, grew in pretty nicely. So. Nice. Well, it looks it looks good, man. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's go back a ways. Let's go back a ways. Um, when do you remember the when the moment that hit you is like, hey, I, I want to I want to do film. I want to be involved in the industry somehow. Oh well, I was always um, interested in film and theater, even in high school. Um, like I was in all the high school plays, um, acting. And, uh, then I went to Michigan state, um, undergrad, um, in telecommunications. Um, so I was, you know, interested in TV and radio and, and then I took a film class, um, where I made, uh, my first film, which was a very surreal kind of film where the guys like sawing off his legs and stuff. I always liked the outrageous and bizarre. And uh, it actually, that movie actually got me into NYU film school. So it just sort of uh, blossomed from, from all of that kind of a a whole life endeavor. What is, what would you say is your favorite film of all time? Um, And you know, I've got some strange ones. (laughs) I mean, not that strange. Like I love freaks. Um, but I've got some that normally you wouldn't think would be favorites of mine, like um, Badlands, Terrence Malick. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Hair, the musical. Wow. I really love it. I can watch it over and over again. Huh. Um, but uh, in the horror genre, um, 
the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Um, Toxic Avenger, of course. Of course, Uh, of course. Exorcist. um, Just about um, anything that... uh, it's horror, you know. I can I can get into. Yeah, same here. I I grew up loving horror, even as a kid. I, used, I was a kid who used to sneak out and video like set the VCR and record HBO when my parents were sleeping, so I could watch the horror movies like when they were at work. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think for me, I think it would have been the the Friday the Thirteenth movies would have been the first ones I remember watching as a kid. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I just love them. Yeah, I do too. And you know, it's funny um, how many people come up to me at conventions and say that they were turned on to Toxic Avenger when they were a kid. Yeah, and it's so not a kid's movie. <laughs> it is you know? not whatsoever. But somehow they've all they all found it somehow. I, for, I Either think their parents or I think on their own. I found it because of the cartoon that came out in the early '90s. I mean, I think I was. 10 when it came out and I don't think I knew what Toxic Avenger was before then because I was never exposed to it at my you know innocence when I was younger and everything so I think that was my first interaction with it. Yeah a lot of um, people have told me that it's like they they were into the cartoon and then they were like oh this is based on an actual movie Yeah, and then they watched the movie and they're like whoa (laughs) this is not what I'm (laughs) used but then they, uh, they loved it so what were your thoughts when you heard it was turning into a cartoon for kids? You know what? I actually didn't know that. Um, I, I, you know, I moved to Los Angeles shortly after I did toxic Avenger and got into like the post-production world. Um, and I think I, I don't even think I realized it was made into a cartoon until I started doing conventions. And oh, wow. About it. Now, I knew it was made into a comic book. Yeah. And I, I have the comic books. Um, but, yeah, I kind of uh, lost touch with the trauma world for probably like 10 years um, when when that was going on. But um, then I got involved with them again um, when I started making my own movie and doing conventions and we got Lloyd to be in my movie toxic tutu. Um, and then I started doing more stuff with trauma, like return to return to Newcomb high part two. And, uh, you know, pretty much Lloyd and I have become really good friends. And anytime he wants me to do something for him, (laughs) I do it and vice versa. So. Absolutely. uh, Yeah, I, I wouldn't turn it down at all either. I would, I would love to, to be part of one of, one of you guys' movies. I'll do it for free. I'll say it right now. I'll do it for free. Well, you should go <laughs> talk to Trauma. That's what exactly like. <laughs> <laughs> just for the experience, man. I think it would just be an amazing, amazing experience. Well, that's how I got involved with Trauma because I was going to NYU film school and Trauma put up a, a, a notice on our job board um, to come work on a real film for the summer. Um, and I, I think it said uh, you won't get paid like you would on a real film, but it'll, it'll be great experience. Yeah. So I went down to the trauma building in Hell's Kitchen, New York, and talked to uh, Lloyd and Michael Hers. And Lloyd was like, oh, you go to NYU. What do you, what do you want to do on this movie? And I was like, oh, I'd like to be the script supervisor so I can work with the director. And he was like, well, that's me. Done. You can be the script <laughs> supervisor. What else do you want to do? I was like, oh, I enjoy writing. 
he was like, great, you can write some additional scenes. What else do you want to do? And, you know, it was pretty much, I should have just said, can I direct? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you end up um, writing any extra scenes for Toxie? Um, Not, well, actually, I improv some scenes, like the whole scene um, in the bathroom um, where where mother is, is knocking on the door, wondering what's going on with Melvin. I kind of um, w- walked her through that whole scenario. Wow. Um, so I kind of wrote it on the spot. But, you know, the first film I got involved with Troma was called The First Turn On. And that was the year before Toxic Avenger. And um, I ended up acting. I was the script supervisor, and I ended up acting in it because um, an actor that was uh, cast for a pretty major role just did not show up one morning. And uh, we were sitting around waiting for this actor. um, And finally, Lloyd said, Mark, you do it. And so, you know, like I said, I've always uh, enjoyed acting like in high school and college. And uh, so I jumped in and he was like, just be outrageous, be over the top and obnoxious. And I was, you know, that's (laughs) kind of my specialty. So (laughs) um, they loved what I did. Um, And uh, then the next year when they were casting Toxic Avenger, apparently they interviewed, Lloyd says they interviewed a hundred kids to do, you know, Melvin. And finally he and uh, Michael Hurst said, you know, Mo- we really like what Mark did last year <laughs> on the first turn on. And they called me up and told me about Toxic Avenger. It was called health, health, uh, horror. It wasn't called Toxic yeah. Avenger. Um, and uh, he said, if you want the role, you can have it. And wow. I said, great. I said, can I be the script supervisor too? <laughs> like, so sure. script supervising for Toxie, what does that entail? Um, well, you're there for the whole shoot, which is what I really like. And you're just, you know, making sure that the um, the script is being followed correctly. You kind of keep an eye on continuity um and it's just um it's kind of paperwork in a way but i liked it because i'm there the whole time yeah working working with the director working with lloyd um and i got to see the whole movie being made uh including the scenes i was in and uh it was it was interesting we either knew it was going to be a huge cult film or like the worst movie ever made and turned into a huge cult film, luckily. <laughs> I mean, who knew? The first time you read the script, who knew that we'd be talking about this 30-plus years later, you know? Oh, I know. And uh, with the advent of social media, it just got bigger and bigger. Yep. And that's when I started doing conventions, because I didn't do conventions for, like, 30 years. And then when I started doing them, I got a call from the people that run the Mad Monster Party in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And the guy called me on my home phone, which I usually don't even answer. I just use that for junk calls. Yeah. But I think the the caller ID said Mad Monster. I was like, hmm, I wonder what, <laughs> what this is. What is that? <laughs> and so I answered it. And the, and the director of, of the Mad Monster Party, Evan McGar, he was like, is this Mark Torgel? And I was like, yeah, who's calling? And he got all excited. He was like, I run this uh, convention, this monster convention and mad monster. And you've got fans that want to meet you. And, you know, we want to bring you out there and and set you up. And, uh, and so, you know, I decided that this would be a good chance for me 
to document it. And I called one of my film school buddies, um, Joe Nardelli, to, to come and let's document this. I'll, you know, it'll be fun. And then we turned it into a narrative feature. I kept doing more and more conventions. And that was kind of the backdrop for Toxic Tutu. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it just uh, blossomed from that. And we actually finished it. We have distribution and uh, it's available. It's, it's what, what we've called it is the almost true, the almost true world of whatever became of the Toxic Avengers, Mark Torgel. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was fun. And, you know, so. And I watched it last night on Amazon Prime. Did you? I did. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't, yeah, know, I didn't know it was all, there. All over. Yeah. It was yeah. great. It was fun, man. It was a lot of fun to see. And, uh, I didn't expect to see uh, Johnny Fairplay in it. <laughs> oh, oh, you know Johnny? <laughs> I don't know yeah. him personally, but I've seen him a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Slug and Bozo were in it, yep. and of course Lloyd, and yeah, it was it was nice to, to and Skippy, the kid, you know, Skippy was the yeah. kid that the, <laughs> the car splatter. ran over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fun time. I, I recommend everybody checking it out. It's free on Amazon Prime, so I, I, I recommend it highly. Yeah, it's it's also available. I think on Google Play, Vudu, Apple, iTunes, and you can also buy the DVD um, from Amazon. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, if you had to describe to somebody what it's like filming a, a trauma movie, how would you describe it? <laughs> it's not a normal movie. It's not <laughs> a normal production. I've worked on normal productions. Um, trauma. Um, it, anything can happen at any time. Um, they kind of fly by the seat of their pants, make stuff up along the way, do things as cheaply as possible. Um, cause they're usually low budget. Um, and you know, the nice thing about a trauma movie, especially these days is the people that work on them are trauma fans. Mm -hmm. yep. So it's like a love fest really. And, uh, it's just, you know, a party. It's like, a, a good time and uh it's it's something that if you're a trauma fan you would really enjoy working you're not going to make any money but it, <laughs> it, it's great fun I, i've done two episodes of uh kevin costner's yellowstone i've been uh -huh. two episodes of that and craft services was amazing Ama I, we, had, we had steak we had like like uh, some kind of casserole green beans and everything what about craft services for a trauma <laughs> film yeah, no, none of that. Um, <laughs> they had a contract with Jarlsberg Cheese Company, and they were those big rolls of cheese, you know, the big orange rolls, and they served it to us for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just cheese. And everyone was so sick of these things. There was one point near the end of the shoot where we had, you know, these big orange rolls of cheese, and we started rolling them down a hill in the street. <laughs> everyone was so sick of the food cheese i mean just cheese nothing else uh you know there might have been coffee yeah. you know water uh, not much you know it was anything they could get for free okay that makes sense but yeah. i mean i do love cheese so I, I i guess i could do a trauma film and you know they'd give them a credit you know in, in exchange for the food <laughs> so <laughs> oh that's awesome oh man let's talk about melvin for a little bit melvin I, 
there's a lot of nerds featured in uh, 80s films. And Melvin is probably, it could be my favorite nerd in an 80s film. So, so tell me about Melvin. I, I think I was one of the originals. Probably. Um, because then, you know, after after um, Toxic, and the first turn on was also, I also played Yeah, kind of same movie. character, yeah. Um, and, but then after that, all these nerd movies started coming out, you know, the... Uh, there was a whole series of um, Revenge of the Nerds yep. and, and all of those. Um, but I just, you know, saw it as um, a socially awkward kid that just did not fit in society. And that's kind of how I played it um, starting um, with the first turn on. And uh, it just gave me the opportunity to be bizarre and wild and over the top and crazy and you know, it's that's what I'm known for is my over the top acting. You know, I don't know if I could ever do a serious drama. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have lots of fun doing these, you know, super nerds um, that just don't fit into society. And uh, it's that's kind of my niche, and you know, I enjoy doing it. So I hear the uh, scene with the uh, sheep was was kind of a pain. <laughs> we have to well, get close it, it and personal. Wasn't that it was a pain, but when the lights went on, I had not really seen the sheep until we shot the scene. Um, the lights went up, and I was like face to face with this sheep, and there were all sorts of like gnarly bugs jumping around on it, and uh, it was like it helped actually the scene because it, you know it made me sick, and I was like. Oh my God, this thing is full of gnats and nasty bugs and crawling all over it. And, uh, you know, so I could really use that to, you know, almost throw up and run and jump out the window. Which that that jumping out of the window is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. (laughs) It's so obviously not you at all. (laughs) Nobody had my shoes on. (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. It looks just like you. And then I did jump. I did um, after the stuntman did the scene, did the jump. I actually did jump headfirst into the barrel. Nice, uh, or at least you know went in there headfirst and came out of it. So um, you know when I did come out, um, and I started um, melting, you know before the transformation. And remember the scene where I where I caught on fire. Yeah. I actually, I actually did catch on fire. I was going to say because I see two drops drop on top of you when you're laying down. Yeah, and it, one of them landed on my hand, and I actually still have a scar. Wow, uh, from it. So, um, you know, it's my uh, my tattoo from trauma. <laughs> Your <know>. toxic tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And then we t- already talked a little bit about the uh, bathtub scene. How much um, that sh- that had to have been hell to shoot that bathtub scene. Well, the the thing I, I the story I tell about that is, um, we were in some warehouse that had a I don't even know where they got the bathtub. They probably brought it in, but there was no hot water, and uh, so they filled it up with like this really cold water, and and it was like uh, you know we were trying to warm it up you know by heating water and turning it on. Um, but finally I just used it again, just as part of the pain of it all. And, and because it wasn't warming up, um, but it took a long time. Um, and the makeup was really involved. They had these bladders all over me, you know, with 
and it was not special effects. It was like rubber bladders, and there were people down below blowing into them. Wow! So that my you know I was bubbling up, and uh, and and my you know my face was expanding, and it was all. It was all done right there on the spot. None of it was special effects. Wow. Um, which was kind of cool. Um, and I tell the story that um, the makeup, I think, probably spent a good four or five hours putting this makeup on. And the makeup team were young, but really talented. And uh, they got the makeup on. And it looked great, and uh, you know we, we worked with it. It was beautiful, and then it came time to take the makeup off, and we couldn't get the makeup off. They had like special ointments and and liquids and stuff, and it just wasn't coming off. Um, you know, we were trying to wrap for the day, and uh, so there was a, a YMCA that was down the street from where we were shooting. And so someone called the YMCA and said, you know, we're shooting this film. Can our um, actor come down there and use the shower? Um, Because he's got this makeup that won't come off. And uh, so they let me do it. I went down there um, to the YMCA and I'm like in the shower, naked, scrubbing (laughs) at my, you know, skin and face and trying to get all this makeup off. And uh, at, at the time, the boys' swimming team came into the shower and saw this naked man with his skin falling off and they quickly kind of turned around and laughed <laughs> and they were traumatized i'm sure for life yeah there you go but uh, it was a good uh, memory <laughs> now, is it true that a uh, homeless man threatened the filming crew in the alley with a gun yeah in shinbone alley um which was one of our new york uh, city locations I don't even know if they got a permit for this. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. But this homeless man, you know, that was his home. That's where he lived. And he did not like the fact that there was a film crew coming in there and disturbing his home. Um, So there was an altercation. He apparently did have a gun. Um, A lot of people, like, uh, took off, you know, running down the street. But somehow someone went in there and dissolved the situation and, um, probably gave him some money or something, yeah. and then he left us alone. But wow, yeah, you never knew what to expect on the trauma movie, you know, because uh, nothing's really done the way it should be done. <laughs> Keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know the the scene where the um, the car lands on its top, it flips and and lands on its top. Yeah, um, and I was the script supervisor, so we were watching this. And the roll bar um, collapsed, and you know while we were filming, and we were like, "Oh my God, this guy's dead!" And uh, we ran up to the car, and luckily it was the, it collapsed only on the passenger side, not on the driver's side. Wow! So he was fine. But Lloyd said if he killed that guy, that would have been the end of. Oh, for so. sure, hundred percent. Wow. So yeah, there was, you never knew what to expect. <laughs> Tell me about Lloyd back in those days. Is he any different than he is now? 
he's not. He's he's really he's very funny. Um, he can be very erratic. He can be very demanding, um, especially with the actors. Um, but he's 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 crazy and uh, he's crazy funny though. Um, I mean, I appreciate his humor because it's gross and disgusting and nervous and you yeah, know, it's just like. Um, but no, he's and he's still like that. Um, you know, whenever I see him, um, he's he still is crazy and always thinking. You know, he's always trying to be witty and coming up with something funny. And um, I, I actually interviewed um, with his children. He has three girls mm-hmm. that are now like young adults, and uh, they're they're trying to be filmmakers. And they did an interview with me. And I was telling them some stories about Lloyd, and apparently he doesn't act like that at all. Because <laughs> well, they were like, "What? Are, what are you telling <laughs> us? This, he did what?" <laughs> and <laughs> so I guess he has, uh, you know, two different personas. Yeah. You know, his which makes sense. I guess one and his off-screen one. <laughs> I always see his on-screen one. Yeah, he just seems like a little kid, just you know, out out in the playground, just playing. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about returning many years later for uh, Citizen Toxie to play the evil Melvin. Yeah. Um, well, you know, they did um, Toxic Avenger 2 and 3, and they actually made one movie into two movies. Uh, it was supposed to be just be Toxic Avenger 2, and I guess they shot so much they made it into two movies. But they actually asked me to be in the, the movie. And uh, I had moved to Los Angeles at the time. And I said, well, you know, I didn't get paid for Toxic Avenger. Can you pay me something? And Lloyd was like, oh, come on, Mark. You know, that's not the trauma way, you know? And I was like, Lloyd, come on. I'm, I'm living in LA, you know, I've got, he was like, well, we'll fly you out there. I mean, you could probably, you probably still have friends you can stay with though, right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, just give me, you know, give me a hundred dollars. And he was like, eh, you know, that's just not the trauma way, Mark. Wow. You know that. And I said, well, send me the script. And he sent me the script and um, I didn't think it was very good. And so I decided not to do it. And um, Lloyd wrote this book, Everything I Know About Filmmaking I Learned from The, the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. And he said the biggest mistake he ever made was not giving Mark Torgel the $50 he asked for to be in Toxic Avenger <laughs> 2. Uh, and, <laughs> um, but then when 4 came around, um, probably, I don't know, yeah, I guess almost 10 years later, um, I did it just to get back and have fun doing yeah. it. Um, and it was really fun because at that time, all the crew were trauma fans, Toxic Avenger fans, and I went there and just everyone loved me, and I just had fun doing it. It was you know a one day shoot for what what I did being Evil Melvin, so awesome. And then that's when you know our relationship rekindled at that point, and uh, we started seeing each other more and and doing the conventions together and stuff. You know, a little later. Sweet. And speaking to conventions, I, I started going to them recently as well, and I'm addicted. So hopefully I can run into a convention and get my Toxie poster signed. Yeah, I I mean, 
once uh, this this uh, COVID clears up, you know, yep. I'm thinking it'll get back in gear. Um, but kind of nobody's doing them right now. Nope. I like how they're doing the uh, online conventions though, with autographs and uh, online panels and everything. That's, yeah, least, I haven't doing been something. involved in any of that. I, I've heard a little bit about it. Yeah, I do get people sending these things in the mail. You know, asking me to sign them. Nice. So I do that if if they send it to me. If they give me return postage. Exactly. You can't do for, <laughs> you can't do it for free and then have to pay for postage. Right. <laughs> You're not trauma. <laughs> right. So what are you up to these days? Um, well, I'm a television editor. Um, and I'm, I'm working for a company called Entertainment Studios, which um, does uh, a lot of like comedy stuff, um, game shows and um, things. But um, like I said before, I've suddenly started getting offers to be in a lot of B movies, and I, I think it's because of my magical beard. Of course, um, I've gotten, um, uh, I've done two things for James Balsamo, who has a real big B movie presence. Um, I've done um, some things with um, Mercedes the Muse, which is a, a trauma person. Um, I've got a couple coming up. Um, there's something called. Um, after school lunch special and there's another one called technically i'm just getting all these offers and so i go and do these on the weekends you know wow and uh so it's it's nice to have that altercation from yeah my my edit bay where i'm sitting alone in a, a edit bay and uh you know suddenly i can be the celebrity again you know <laughs> well you still look good the beard's rocking so I don't blame them from hiring you whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, they're they're um, talking about doing a Hollywood version of Toxic Avenger. Yes, I have heard that. I was going to ask you about that, but I didn't know if you knew anything about it. Um, well, I know it's not in production yet, but apparently there is a script. Um, and it, apparently it's it's a really good script. Wow. Um the actor that they're getting to play Toxie, um, oh, what's his name? The little person that was in um, Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah. What's his name? I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Um, which I think could be really funny and interesting. Um, so, and and Lloyd and Michael are producers on it, so. They have said that there might there, there's interest in a cameo for me. So sweet. So that would be nice. Oh, and you know what to make it better too is if they get uh, James Gunn to direct. Keep it in you the trauma family. Yeah. Lloyd asked me who should direct this. I said get James Gunn. He was like, "You want me to ruin his career again?" <laughs> <laughs> but I think that would be you know a great yeah. connection. You know, I because most people fun. don't know he was involved with trauma. You know, right. so right. I think it, to keep it in the family would be great. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it'll be interesting. Um, again, th it might be on hold again just because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, like a lot of stuff is. Um, but I could actually get paid for doing, you know, a toxic event. <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> so, so where can people find you online? Um, the main thing is Facebook. 
um, Mark Torgel. Uh, there's also a Toxic Tutu Facebook. There's also a Toxic Tutu.com um, that, you know, talks about that movie. Um, but I primarily keep up to date on Facebook with, with the Mark Torgel. And I've got, you know, I've got um, the most fans that you're allowed to have. I have 5,000. So nice. It's hard to get new ones unless I get rid of people. Yeah. <laughs> <But> uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I kind of uh, update that, you know, uh, frequently. So that's, that's the main place. Very nice, Mark. Well, thank you so much for your time. Big fan of your work as Melvin. Such an amazing, amazing nerd, man. I love it. <laughs> well, it's nice meeting you, Tim. Same here. Um, and uh, let me know, you know, where where this can uh, be seen Absolutely. or heard. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Same here, man. Hope to run into you at a convention sometime. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs>